0: Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to Branching Out, an upbeat, friend-building, Christian-uniting ministry. We discuss topics concerning our faith, review Christian news, do a devotional, and offer prayers and praise that you share with us. Never be alone. Join us. You can reach us at our website, which is branchliving.com, through Facebook at Branch Living, and there we have an international community, and it would be a privilege to have you join us. There you can comment, post photos, prayer requests, praise reports, so join us on Facebook at Branch Living. You can also email your prayer requests and praise reports to me at lisa at branchliving.com. We podcast once a week, and the heart of our podcast is our Branch Living message. We chat about issues in our lives, read a devotion, hear Christian news and good news from around the world, and then we end with your comments, prayers, and praise. Uh, we do try to work in our bible studies Uh, we haven't been doing a very good job of that lately but hope to get back on track as the summer starts to wind down so do join us and spread the word we would love to hear from you and with that let us join the lord in prayer heavenly father we thank you for bringing us together again we thank you for your word and for the ability to share your word and to talk through issues impacting our christian lives and our faith we thank you for All of the Christian friends and family members that we have, we thank you for giving us your son Jesus most especially. We pray this in your name, amen. So um, it was kind of a tough one last time that we talked, um, having to talk about mourning. I promise you this subject will be uh, a much more joyous subject. So this one is called the Smooth Handle. Um, in 1811, Thomas Jefferson, at age 68 years, wrote the Canons of Conduct, 12 Rules of Living, and he sent that to, to Cornelia Jefferson Randolph, who was his granddaughter. Number 10 on that 12 list rules of living on that list has always intrigued me. Number 10 reads, take things by their smooth handle. And I wonder, what does that mean? Well, according to the DailyStoic.com, the expression is a sly reference to a passage from Epictetus, and, and it goes like this. Every event has two handles, one by which it can be carried and one by which it can't. If your brother does you wrong, don't grab it by his wronging, because this is the handle incapable of lifting it. Instead, use the other, that he is your brother, that you were raised together, and then you will have hold of a handle that carries. So in other words, any situation involving two parties in disagreement, you can approach it in a contentious way, adding to the disagreement, or you can seek a solution that meets the needs of all involved. In a spirit of cooperation, you can look for the, quote, smooth handle. Though Epictetus was a Stoic and not a Christian, the principle of taking things by their smooth handle is certainly affirmed by several passages of the Bible. 2 Timothy 2, 23-24, and all of these are from the ESV, states, "...have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome." but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil. Romans 12:18 reminds us, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. As J. Davy Crockett III states in his article on The Smooth Handle at tomorrowsworld.org, certainly there is a time to stand one's ground on a matter of right and wrong of wisdom and foolishness yet even then a calm but firm reasoned approach will usually be more productive than rough inflammatory language delivered in a heated way one of the best illustrations i know of this principle takes place in the tv series a year in provence in one episode the lead character an english gentleman who relocated to provence france decides to enter a local competition playing boules or bocce ball. He and another Englishman, who had lived in Provence a great deal longer, pair up to take on the locals in the game. When the day of the match comes, the well-established Englishman does not show up to play. The new transplant cannot understand why his partner would stand him up. He calls the match and the local hero wins by default. Later when he confronts his partner who had been home the whole day, his partner asks him a profound question. He asks, what is it you really want? Through discussion, the new transplant realizes that what he really wants isn't to win the game. What he wants is the friendship of the locals. He wants to belong. And so he learns from his partner that by losing gracefully to the locals, he develops friendships. The rough handle was winning, but in losing, he grabbed the smooth handle and he gets what he truly wants, which is friendship. And that is a valuable lesson, worthy of deliberation as we go about our lives in a world that is increasingly divided. If what we seek is peace, then what is the smooth handle? If what we seek is unity, then what is the smooth handle? We do not need to compromise our values. Rather, we need to pray for wisdom to learn how to best shine light on our values so that in seeing our values in action, others will desire their source, a relationship with the living Christ. Through belief in Christ, we can divide though belief in Christ can divide one person from another our part is to be like Andrew introducing others to Christ the search for how to best make that introduction is always the search for the smooth handle and I'll say that again the search for how to make to best make that introduction is always the search for the smooth handle and this lift lifting that smooth handle is the pathway to life. So a good thing for all of us to remember, a good thing for me to remember too, that I usually have very little patience for evil. And um, a good message that you, you got to stand back from it and uh, continue to reflect the values that Jesus has given us. Um, so I wanted to read some uplifting um, news stories and um in some articles and this one is found in guidepost and it is called the power of kindness discover the double blessing that comes from being kind and it was written by elizabeth peel allen february 21st 2014. who are the kindest people you know isn't being in their presence like sitting in sunshine kind people make you glad to be alive They help you see beyond the fog of worry or discontent. And then she quotes Proverbs 12, 25, Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. Jesus' commandment to us to love one another as I have loved you, and that's John 13, 34, was an instruction to be kind always and to everyone. Our Lord exemplified kindness, healing the sick, Pouring himself out for the crowds who gathered to touch him or hear him. He was human and it must have been exhausting. Yet, quote, very early in the morning while it was dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. And that is Mark 1, he replenished his He replenished his strength with prayer and solitude. We can do the same. And she goes on then to give us instructions on what kindness means and what it can look like. Um, and she adds, it means telling the hard but necessary truth in a way that builds the recipient up rather than tears that person down. We are to live our lives being kindly affectionate to one another. And that's from Romans 12:10. And she adds, sometimes kindness can mean sh- shading a stark truth. You, you're looking so much better to a friend going through hard times and showing it. I believe in you completely to someone who is struggling to get footing in life or on the job. In this way we do bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And that's from Galatians 6.2. 6, Kindness means refraining from complaining or gossiping. And I'm going to skip around a little bit because it's a lengthy article. And again, you can get the whole article at the Power of Kindness guidepost. Um, It means giving to the needy a substantial part of what we are blessed to have. True kindness means being gentle in our inner private thoughts and catching ourselves from forming critical negative judgments and nipping them in in the bud. And she notes that a surefire way to do that is to turn the negative thought into a prayer for that person. The Apostle James encourages us as brothers and sisters to pray for one another, and that's James 5.16. The best thing about kindness is that it comes with a double blessing. The person who offers a kindness gets much more out of the deed as the recipient, and Proverbs tells us this in 11.17, those who are kind benefit themselves. So make a conscious effort today to be kind to everyone and share the double blessing. So in terms of stories, I wanted to share uh, stories that involve kindness, this one story at least from today, it's the show today, but they um, wrote an article in which they asked Facebook friends of today to share their stories of kind things people had done for them. And this was posted December 1st, 2016, and it was written by Amy DeLuna, and the title of it was, I was a new mom, so I had no extra money. I believe several people have done very kind things for me, but what stands out is an incident in which when I was a new mom. My son was maybe a month old. He had been up crying and crying. I took him to the minor emergency room where I live and we waited there for a good two and a half hours. They prescribed some ear drops for him to relieve the pain and to help with the infection in his ear. And after we left the emergency room, it was, it was, and after we left the minor emergency room, I went next door to Walgreens to fill the prescription. And the store apparently closed just when she left the emergency room. My son was still crying from the pain. I got to the pharmacy window and I told them that my, and they told me that my insurance would not cover the ear drops that it would be $129 for them. I was a new mom, I had no extra money. They told me I could call the doctor and ask for something else, but I told them that they were already closed. I just stepped aside and I started to call my mom to see if I could borrow the money from her. While I was on the phone, a lady came up to me with a bag and she said, here, I don't want him to suffer. She paid for the ear drops. I asked for her address to pay her back. And she said, don't worry about it, just trust in God and pay it forward. And that was from Vicki Garza. Then another story that was on there, and I'm just gonna paraphrase this one, um, was a very sweet story about a woman who was at the grocery store, and she had a child who was two or three at the time, and he was on the autism spectrum. And they didn't know that at the time. And he had a speech delay, and so he couldn't put into words what he wanted to say. And so he would get frustrated and start to cry and act out. And she was in the grocery store when this two or three-year-old child of hers started to get frustrated and just act out. And another shopper um, really let her know in, in unkind ways that the child was annoying, this shopper. And she said, I should have taken him out, but I had my cart full. And so I walked through, I got he continued to throw this fit. I took. I went through the grocery line, I got in my car, I got the groceries in, I tucked him in, still throwing his fit, and I just sat in my car and I cried, this is what the woman was saying on this website on Today. And she said she just sat in her car and cried, and this woman, this older woman came over and knocked on the window and she opened the door, the, the woman who was crying opened the door, and the older woman said to her, I have nothing to offer you and I really don't even know what to say. But let me give you a hug and gave her a hug and she said to this day that you know she remembers that act of kindness that when she was just at her end a very kind stranger could see it and wanted to come over and give her a hug um, those are pre-covid days obviously and hopefully we'll get back to those days but uh, really great stories of uh, kindness just share kindness of people um, i'm going to Finish with this prayer, and then I'll go into a uh, prayer for others, but this is a prayer that pertains to what we've been talking about. Um, it's by Charisse Ramper said, and it's, it was um, updated on February 26th of this year, 2021. And so what she says, and I thought this was so relevant, um, this prayer to what we've been talking about, tender Jesus, so meek, so mild, teach us to be like you in all of our ways. Teach us kindness and gentleness, generosity, and to be giving, forgiving, loving, and caring. Teach us to follow in your humble footsteps. Guide us to the place you want us to be. Take control. Mold and shape us into brilliant beings that we were destined to become. And she takes um, the scripture passage then, Colossians 3.12. Since God chose you to be the holy people, He loves you. You must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So we read it one more time. Since God chose you to be the holy people He loves, you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And what a beautiful prayer that is. Um, So before we close, I really do want to uh, lift up the people of Afghanistan in prayer, all of the people in Afghanistan in prayer. Um, But I'm going to especially lift up the Christians who right now, by all reports, are very fearful of persecution. Um, There are several stories coming out of churches and out of the mission work. Um, where they are very fearful that the Taliban will take their phones and find the Bible.org or other Bible apps on their phones and then they will be um, punished obviously and it's kind of mild really um, for their belief in God and for, well not God of the Taliban, but for Christianity or um, Judaism or one of the other faiths and so Uh, They're very frightened, of course, and uh, we just need to pray for miracles that they can leave if they feel called to leave and that they can endure if they are called to stay. I've heard um, both of those scenarios. And so won't you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we pray for everyone in need today. We pray for kindness, we pray for gentleness, and we pray to better embody your spirit. Father, we especially have on our hearts and minds the people of Afghanistan, and in particular, our Christian brothers and sisters who are still there. We ask you, Father, to inspire them to know what to do, to lead them with your guiding hand, and to fill them with your wisdom and your peace, especially in this very terrifying time within that country. We know, Father, that your hand is there and that they can rely on you and that you have called upon each of us to pray for our brothers and sisters. And so we pray for them now and lift them up. Father, please hear our prayer. We pray this in your name. Amen. So again, you can join us at Branch Living um, on Facebook. Or you can email me at, at lisa at branchliving.com if you'd like to share your prayer and praise reports. Um, but until we get again get together again, Stay close to God, stay in touch, and I will chat with you again soon.